Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. So excited for you to join us today, wherever you are in this amazing world. My name is Dale Solo, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Kyle Wood. How are you, Kyle? Good, thanks, Dale. Little, little tired, as we were just talking about <laughs> after a 12-hour journey yesterday. My first trip interstate since um, since the big C. Uh, <laughs> COVID, yeah, COVID. For yeah, those wondering what COVID, that was, <laughs> which uh, it was, it was, it was an adventure. It wasn't, it wasn't that different, um, but uh, there, there was a little bit of a, a scare with a, a someone had a case um, about an hour from where we were. So there was a moment there when we left our daughter behind here in Victoria, and we were wondering if. <laughs> She was going to have to get passed around to family for a couple of weeks while we hotel quarantined, but it didn't um, didn't get to that point. So that's good. Always good, mate. And uh, it, it is nice to uh, be at the airport again. Mind you, um, the, the trips I've done for work, it's been a bit eerie walking around airports that are normally bustling and thriving. And um, now, do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, just, they're like a ghost town. And um, <laughs> I don't know if it's still the same now for you, but we're like when I was traveling for work in January, it was – Oh, it's just not the same as it used to be. And I, I know that'll mm. come back with obviously vaccines rolling out and everything like that, Cole, but I don't know, it's a bit eerie compared to what I'm used to. Yeah. There it definitely seemed like busy uh and the flights were full. So um I think people are like especially here in Australia, um, people are uh, are moving around again. Uh, and it we've opened up to New Zealand as well. So um yeah, I think that's starting to bring a bit of energy back into it. But we got a really great parking spot at the airport because <laughs> the, we're right next to the terminal pretty much because uh, the, uh, yeah, the, there's not as many people, I guess, like, you know, going. There is less travellers. Yeah, definitely. Um, so with that, I know we're talking a little bit and we have been uh, over the weekend about what we want to chat about today. And I think um, this is a topic that, before the pandemic, um, mental health problems around the world Kyle, were skyrocketing. Like there was already, it was already a big issue. Um, obviously, yeah. throw COVID into that um, uncertainty, loss of jobs, pressure, not able to travel, not able to see family, and anxiety, and being anxious. Um, uh, things that most people would have experienced. And if you haven't experienced that before, I guarantee deep down there would have been some aspect that during particularly 2020 and even 2021 as we still roll through um, this pandemic that you would have felt some form of anxiety. And I know you were saying, Cole, that um, obviously leaving CC for the first time and, and travelling and stuff like that, that it was, you know, releasing different emotions. Do you want to share a little bit of that? Yeah, I mean, uh, the anxiety started before we even went on the trip, like during the just like booking and preparing and not being sure if we'd have to like cancel things, you know, last minute and stuff like that. And at least here in Australia, the airlines and a lot of like, you know, Airbnb and stuff like that are very accommodating. Um, they understand that the last minute you may not be able to travel. Uh, but yeah, there was like a, there was like a low level. Yeah. It was a low level feeling of sort of background anxiety. And I think about the trip flying and um it's it was different to the anxiety of like a an event 
like, you know, speaking at something or running, you know, a workshop or getting married or something like that, where it's kind of a, it's anxiety that you could also interpret as maybe excitement. You know, it's like that nervousness. It's like, is this actually just nervousness and excitement sort of rolled together? Um, no, it was more like a, a feeling of like dread. So this like low level feeling of, of dread. And I couldn't pinpoint why I, I couldn't understand the why behind it. Like, why am I feeling this way? Like I've traveled lots. I've been, um, like, you know, it's not a new experience for me. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was at there. And then leading up to the trip, um, a bit more of that excitement came in, which kind of helped, but there was still like, it was like, there was this anxiety that I feel like I was having like keep in check, keep identifying, which we talk a bit more, a bit in a moment about ways to sort of manage that anxiety. Uh, and then when we left, um, even though we've done a few nights away from, um, my two and a half year old, it, yeah, something about like being, a 20 hour drive, you know, like interstate, like that, that further distance was, um, was definitely like, definitely. I thought once I got on the trip, everything would relax, you know, like sometimes before a trip or before a big thing. And then you actually get there and you're like, oh. but instead it was actually like the anxiety level, like it clocked up a notch. Um, and that's something I haven't experienced, um, yeah, I haven't really experienced it like that, anxiety like that before. So it was a, a new, it's a new feeling, obviously, because you were so far away from your daughter and things like that. But also, do you think the aspect as well, because as you said, you haven't done a lot of travel lately. That, um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that, you have been home for a long period yeah. of time, and yeah. that you haven't really had to challenge yourself on a different level by planning, yeah. preparing, uncertainty, leaving the house, leaving your daughter, and flying to a different state do you reckon that obviously had played a bit of a part yeah and i wondered if um just like even though i don't consume a lot of you know news media i wonder i wondered if just you know that it's trickled through over the past 12 months and i wondered if that that you know we're doing something wrong, wrong even when we got up there because i mean it's changed as of last week with the face masks but even when we got up there and I went into a grocery store and I had a, like an oh shit moment where I was like, <laughs> my mask? Oh, I didn't have a mask with me. And then I look around, no one's wearing it. I'm like, oh yeah, we're in like a state where they're not doing that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a, a weird, yeah. So I just wondered if like that, that fear that's been trickling through from the media front, which then goes, you know, from person to person, um, yeah, I wondered like what impact that's been having sort of on my subconscious about, you know, what's, what's right and what's wrong and therefore what's a safe activity to be doing. We talk about comfort zone, but really that's what it is, isn't it? It's like our bubble of what's safe shrinks to the edge of our comfort zone and suddenly anything outside of comfort zone feels unsafe. And so I, I think that was where this anxiety was coming from as we talk about it now, it's actually helping me identify as like, it was me trying to keep myself safe in what felt like an unsafe environment. Mm. I think, yeah. it, and just listening to that, that um, obviously 
I don't get I don't get anxious like that. I really enjoy traveling and I love going places. Um, for me, probably the anxiety that I've experienced was um, when I got back on the stage in front of a group again, um, <sighs> the, the lead up to that and just waiting for it to start because I'm like, I haven't done this for over a year. Am I, go- am I going to have the same impact? Am I going to be engaged these people? But once I started 10 minutes in, I was fine. Um, so did it, so did that change for you when you, like you got on the plane or it sounds like it, it sort of, you just kept feeling different layers of anxiety because yeah. of all different things. <laughs> so it didn't sort of go away. Like, whereas for yeah. me, I'm, I was very fortunate that I loved the plane ride because I can have a couple of beers. I've got my computer and I normally set myself tasks. So I just work the whole time and I don't really think about anything and it's very productive. Um, yeah. but I felt different experiences when leading up to like the morning when I'd wake up before I was presenting all day, that two or three hours um, while I was up waiting, that's where I um, experienced different forms of anxiety that I had. Mm. Like I always get a little bit nervous and I think everybody does in certain things. And that and that's good. Like it means that it, you, you're keen at care, you know, you want to get out yeah. there and do it. So, um, but once I started, that just went completely by the wayside. So, um, and I think this is interesting because, Anxiety comes in all different shapes and forms and it affects us all differently, yeah. doesn't it? So um, yeah. I, you know, I'm, that's why I'm finding it interesting talking to you because it's really important to understand how it affects other people because you can't just say get over it, get on with it, just do it yeah. because that's no, not yeah. fair, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably like the worst thing yeah. Zoe could have said to me at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess well, it, it is interesting because you're talking about that like not – and I can definitely identify when I hadn't taught a, a group fitness class for a long time. And then I was like, you know, feeling super cocky leading up to it. And then when I actually got up to it, I was like, oh, I actually haven't done this. <laughs> like, do, will I still have it? Because, you know, you that being able to read the crowd and, and you know, like the group and, and modify and stuff like that, uh, which I'm sure, um, you know, get, getting people engaged, which you're wonderful and i've just i feel like i've just been talking to you about engagement all weekend because i've been reading your book <laughs> uh, and it's it's like what do you mean we just talked Dale. Um, <laughs> but yeah that i think that new experience and then you know it's really helpful talking about it um because i think one of the things was you're right it it was you know i live down here in phillip island and very familiar with this area now. It's but a little bubble. Yeah, really in a bubble. Stepped. Let's be honest. Yeah, that was like a big step. Yes. Out. You know, I've been back to Melbourne and, uh, you know, been uh, we've been up the coast a few times, you know, finding spots to go for day trips and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah, being like in a yeah, completely different state and, and not having those usual like anchors that I would normally have as part of my like, routine of familiarity. Mm. And I, I think um, just yeah. like what we're just saying there, that uh, if you are lis- listening to this, that's great. We really appreciate listening to our podcast. But um, one of the things that you've probably just figured out by our conversation there is that Kyle was able to explain by just talking, able to explain yeah. what happened and figure it out for himself what the real trigger was, but also be by listening and, you know, not I don't have to give a response, I don't have to do anything, but just listening, I actually learned something as well. Then it probably comes down to being empathetic, but I actually learned that 
do you know what I mean? That everybody is different and that you cannot just say to someone, get on with it, just do it because that's how you would do it. Everybody is different and you need to actually yeah. realize that. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter what relationships you're in, friends, family, anybody. You need to understand how different people work because if you're just telling people to do the same thing that you're doing, I guarantee it's not helping them. It's pushing them away. It's probably losing your business and it's probably destroying some of your relationships. And um, like what we're just doing there, Cole, that if someone's telling you something, you don't always have to have the answer. Just listening and yeah. maybe asking a couple of questions. Asking a question. It, yeah, questions is are helpful. It's so simple, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And then for those of us experiencing anxiety, yeah, having the courage to to reach out and talk, you know, find those find those friends that you can um, that will do that for you, that will provide that space for you. Yeah, and and with that as well, I think it's very. It's like I, I feel it's you know like finding a partner, or like finding someone like a business partner to work with, or whatever. You need to be very specific of the people that you open up to with. You know, and if you're stressed, if you feel anxious, if you're a little bit down that you do that to the right person. You don't do it to somebody who you know, <laughs> has got no empathy whatsoever because <laughs> that's going to actually make things worse. But then also yeah. you don't want to be somebody that just always dumps information and all your problems on someone and then, you know, you don't listen, you don't actually help them out as well because that's going to push them away. You're going to ring them and they're not going to answer your call. Like, and you probably, if people are listening here, you probably, um, if you're personal trainers or boot camp instructors or anything like that, you'll have clients that will just constantly be negative and just brain dump all this stuff on you. And you just think that's not a two-way conversation. It's not actually helping. It might be helping them, but that's not the way, you know, a two-way conversation or a friendship yeah. or a connection works, is it, mate? Yeah, and often it's not. Like how often has someone uh, who's like that, they talk to you and you can see them, you can visibly see in their body language they're winding themselves up as they're digging themselves back into this you know like issue that they've been having um and they're not actually like listening and and trying to be present to their own emotions um yeah i yeah. i find with that i'm not i'm not ra ragging on people here but um you, i'm happy to hear someone's problems once or twice but when it keeps happening over and over again then that becomes all right then it's not someone else's issue. This is your issue. And if something isn't working in your life, you probably need to think of what you're doing to change that, to try something new. Because if you're constantly having the same battles with the same people at work, nothing's going well in your life, then um, at the end of the day, you can't really blame anybody. That's where you need to go, all right, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to make sure I get up in the morning and exercise. I'm going to journal. There's all different things you can do, but... Um, I just find a, a lot of time, Kyle, is it? it's easier to blame others or, do you know what I mean, put – I don't want to sound like I'm being negative here, but it's it's harder to work on yourself and figure out the issue like we just did there talking about. It's easier sometimes to blame others. And um, I guess that's where I'm going with this is that what are some ways that you have worked on your anxiety over the years? I know um, – Sometimes it's got a little bit bad and you've just said, right, I need a break. Um, and you've seen the triggers mm. and mm -hmm. you've gone, right, I just need to stop everything, have a break. And that's a that's a really, you know, powerful thing to do that you've identified yeah. that something's not going right and that's not on anybody else. And you go, right, I need to actually stop what I'm doing and work on myself. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because when I heard you first do this, I'm like, well, that is 
that's such a powerful thing. I don't think I could physically do that. I wouldn't have the courage to stop doing everything. I, I might now, but when you first said it, I didn't, and um, it made me think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends what level you're at. I mean, I guess the risk of, of stopping when you're experiencing a lot of anxiety uh, depends what you stop. Sometimes that can make it worse because then you're confronted suddenly with all of the stuff. Um, so I think that's a, that's a tricky one, um, to, to balance. And I think if you were going to do that, having someone you could talk to, maybe, maybe even a professional during that time is going to make that, that a lot easier. But then yeah, physically, so you can clear all the emotional stuff out and then physically allow your body to rest because you've been dumping cortisol into it and way too high amounts. Um, something that worked for me this weekend that I wanted to talk about because I couldn't just like stop. <laughs> and like two, uh, two weeks before the trip, I, there was a moment where I was like, maybe you should just go, you know, to my wife. Cause it was, it was her very close friend who was getting married. I was like, maybe you should just go and I'll stay here, <laughs> you know, and look after CC. Are you glad you didn't uh, do that like, though? Are you glad you didn't yeah, do that now? Just, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I'll talk about that in a sec. Um, I mean, one part is that now today I'm like, I'm really glad I did that and like proved to myself that I could do that. You know, so that's like, that's reflecting on that today. Um, proof of so, even though this thing was like causing me anxiety and causing like struggle that I went and did it. And I was saying to you earlier that, I don't feel super relaxed. Like I've just had a nice holiday, but I I do have a sense of uh, accomplishment. Yeah, good. That I, that I did that. So you should, mate. That's um, great. But during the trip, uh, one of the things I noticed was if I was engaged in something else, and and you know the language I'm using is probably influenced by your book, Dale. <laughs> um, I wasn't thinking about being anxious. If that makes sense, the anxiety was was coming during the lulls. So. One of the things I tried to do because, you know, you can't just be like, oh, effort, I'm going to bail or just going to like, you know, um, I purposely didn't bring many electronic devices with me either. So I couldn't even like numb out on like electronics. So it was like one thing I did uh, and actually I, I worked this out the other week when I was looking after my daughter by myself for a few days, um, which, yeah, two and a half year old by herself. <laughs> 24 hours a day it's like um, but it was like it was be be here now it was coming back and yeah being like just do what you're doing right now don't get overwhelmed with my to-do then it, that weekend it was my to-do list all these things I had to do amongst looking after my daughter but um, going away it was like come back to like what's what am I doing right now like let's not think about the flight home or yeah, making sure I've got enough time to get back to the airport and all those like little things going on. It was like, what's, what's happening right now. Okay. And just that like checking back in again and then putting my attention back onto the activity that I was actually doing was um, really helpful. Didn't necessarily make the anxiety go away completely, but it, I guess it gave me something to focus on other than the anxiety because I was getting focused back in. Mm. So that was really helpful. And I think um, what you just said there about 
being present and doing whatever you're doing well, that the past is gone. You cannot change it in the future. What's the point of worrying about the future? Because you're not there yet. So, and and we and we do we worry about it so much, and I feel anxiety. That's where it comes. That people are worried about yeah. things they've done in the past or what's going to happen in the future. Instead of actually being present yeah. in the moment and enjoying, you know, time with your daughter, um, being yeah. on a plane, being in a wedding, talking to other people. It's um, yeah. and and like you said, you cannot always be engaged either because then that's tiring as well. And I think that's been one of my issues over um, the years, Kyle, is that mm. I get too engaged and because that's when I feel my best. Um, yeah. So I've found different ways to reduce my anxiety if I feel it and that's to do just a, a really simple little workout or go for a walk, little yeah. triggers or anchors, whatever you want to call them, that will just realign me. And and like that, I don't normally do it with technology and it's amazing what we're talking about here that I make sure I'm not contactable. I make sure I've got nothing, um, particularly walking my dog. That's probably one of the best ways that I can reduce any aspect of anxiety I've got going on. Um, yeah. I know you were just saying that you were, you've been reading my book and I know we'll talk about that in the next couple of episodes. But um, one of the things when I walk into a room and, and people probably would think, oh yeah, right. Oh, you're really confident. You're out there you're a massive extrovert, but I get, I get nervous if I don't know everyone or I don't feel comfortable. I get, I do get anxiety. So one of the things I find is, and it's very similar to what I do with my workshops or before a boot camp session is I will play some form of a game if I can, because that actually helps everyone else. But that's more important. That helps me. That makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> um, so if people are listening to this and they've seen me in a social setting and I go, oh, who wants to play a game? That's, that's what helps me. Um, and it normally changes the mood as well and it makes everyone else feel comfortable but um i'm not telling everyone to go out and do that but it's different how different things work for different people and i suppose um that's that's probably the biggest one for me Cole. yeah uh yes and i don't know if you want me to say this story uh but we were at the wedding actually they had a few um a few games there like actual physical games like giant giant jenga oh, yeah, and- cool Coits and stuff like that. And I, I spotted them and I was like, we only knew one other cap- couple uh, other than the Brian Groom and, and their families. And so we were like, oh, well, let's, um, I was like, let's go over. And I was like, did your thing, like try to get everyone involved. <laughs> and we had, like, we had like nine people playing Jenga. So it like, took like nine people to come back around your turn. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was great fun. It was such a good icebreaker because a, a lot of them knew didn't really know each other, sort of similar age group, but knew the bride through different um, different workplaces, the places she'd worked at over the years. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was great fun. I love that. And and the thing is, it's yes, you're putting yourself out there, being extremely vulnerable when you don't know anyone yeah. and you are putting your hands up there. But at the end of the day, you've got nine new connections now that – Instead of just saying the same question, oh, how do you know the bride and groom? Oh, what do you do? Like they're mind-numbing, boring conversations and rubbish questions, same rubbish response. And that's what always happens. Whereas when you play a game, you don't need to ask those questions because you're, oh, yeah. good one. You got that out. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, really fallen. Like <laughs> yeah. you're laughing, you're connecting, and you're doing something different together. And what that allows, it allows more meaningful conversations to take place afterwards. I don't know if you yeah. experienced that. Yeah, uh, somewhat, um, but I think part of what was great about it was the gift of giving that to other people Yes, because the connection's not always going to be with me, but by facilitating that, I'm 
providing opportunity for two other people to connect. And there was definitely, um, we then got to spend more time with um, with the, the other couple we did know. We hadn't seen them in a long time. So we ended up spending a lot of time with them at the wedding. But that other group of people just like stayed together, you know, on the dance floor and everything. So, so yeah, so there's that aspect of it as well, which I guess is really cool that um, remembering we're not, we're not the only people person in the world who can feel anxiety yes. and we can possibly create an opportunity to relieve, alleviate someone else's anxiety. Yeah, because I can guarantee other people, Kyle, were looking at, you know, Giant Jenga, Connect Four, Coits, whatever the other games were, and be like, yeah. I really want to play that, but I don't feel confident enough to do it. So you've actually opened the door for more possibilities to people connect, to feel comfortable and allow that, not, not a vulnerability because they're not the ones suggesting it, you're the one that's created that and they feel now safe to go and play it. It's, um, I think that's what, you know, like people, there's no way people would play some of the games I would play in a social setting, yeah. <laughs> but they love it because it's something that they've never done before. So yeah. yes, it makes them feel great. It gives them an experience they probably haven't had before and allows them to connect with somebody. That's not just me, like you just said, um, but it yeah. also makes me feel, I don't know, it makes me feel warm inside because I'm the one that's fostered that, you know, that engagement opportunity to take place. So um, very interesting. That's well done, mate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, diving in more on, on some play-based mindfulness stuff uh, in, in a week or so. Uh, yeah, but and even um, talking about this now, again, the conversation we're having is is reframing the weekend in my mind off the moments of anxiety and onto those those happy moments and like re reinforcing that so um that's very helpful thank you and, and it, it, it's very simple when you do talk about things and um quite often it, we all do this but we'll think of those times where we you know it didn't go right we had to yeah. do two flights or the the, the yeah. airbnb wasn't what we wanted or the travel yeah. was didn't go as planned do you know we th- forget about that but really what you just said about that giant Jenga experience that I'm, I'm guessing the nine people that played with you probably aren't listening to our podcast now, but they might be, <laughs> they might be sharing that with their friends or that might be yeah. their one highlight of a wedding that they went to. They could have been the plus one, their partner, it might've been their friends, sort of like yourself. And um, yeah. they might've been dreading it. I know, I hope Bree's, my wife's not listening to this, but I've been to a few weddings that <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I use an opportunity where a lot of people are like, I don't know anyone. I don't really want to go. Whereas now they probably had that experience. They're probably telling people. So it's like like kindness. Kindness inspires more kindness. Your uh, initiation to play Giant Jenga has probably inspired people to have a fantastic night. And that's what they're talking about. It's I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had that experience of weddings where I'm like sitting in the corner and (laughs) You just sort of like these we judgments about everyone else are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like a definitely a way better way of uh, – and actually we had a wedding like two weeks before um, lockdown. They got very lucky. And, uh, yeah, similar thing happened there where we, where we got engaged with a group of people. And that one we knew no one except the bride. <laughs> uh, and that was – yeah, that ended up being a lot of fun, um, that wedding. So compared to – yeah, definitely some other weddings where, um, yeah, uh, it, 
Yeah, <laughs> I think we've all we been to them. We don't need to go in on <laughs> we that. We don't need to talk about it, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people are uh, listening going, oh, the boys are a bit awkward because they're probably yeah. smiling as well because they've experienced yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah, thinking about like, you know, we've all been to some of those weddings. Uh, yeah, so this, yeah, this was a good experience. And then, so the other part of the anxiety was really, I guess, being away from my daughter, but that same, I guess that's the thing with anxiety, um, it doesn't really, you know, initially I was trying to work out why I was feeling anxious, like that would be the solution. But in this case, there are things that are kind of outside of my control, like couldn't alleviate my anxiety about being away from my daughter by just like <laughs> going back. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't alleviate my anxiety about being on a trip. I mean, I guess, yeah, it would have been like to book a fly and go straight home, but that was, um, I, that was the other thing I wanted to share was we're having this conversation. It's really helpful. Um, and I, Wanted to talk about this during the trip, but I also knew that for my wife, you know, this was really important to her that we could go. This was meant to happen last year, didn't. And um, there were times during the weekend when I wanted to be really selfish and, and be like, you know, oh, I'm not feeling good. You know, I'm feeling really anxious, like this place we're staying in stinks like <laughs> you know all this stuff and i was just like i just feel like so incredibly unhelpful so putting my wife's you know needs and feelings above my own even just for that short period of time um so that she wasn't then worrying about me and how i was feeling and she could just enjoy herself um that was really helpful as well I, so like putting that yeah i love that mate and i think let's be honest like even if you had a shared how you're feeling and the accommodation was crap and everything like that it probably still wouldn't have helped you but it would have it yeah. would have affected zoe and <laughs> exactly, so this is the yeah. thing like why we should think of this more often do you know what i mean that it's not our yeah. needs aren't being met but what our what we're going to say isn't actually going to help the situation yeah. and it's not going to help the person that we're with um yeah i think that's a really valid point because we all do it and like half the time we just say it as a throwaway line. Oh, God, I, can't, I don't want to be here. Yeah, this, this yeah. Is <laughs> oh, who? And then we don't understand the effect it's having on the other person. Whereas, yeah. when, like you just said, you you actually thought about what you were going to say and you're like, no, it's not going to help anyone. And you didn't say it. And then Zoe ends up having a way better time. You're still yeah. the same. And sometimes by not voicing it, you just sort of, I don't know, push it to the side a little bit. Um, yeah, I, that's one thing I've found that, oh, and like it, reading in the book that early on in my life, I didn't really care about anybody else's feelings. I would just say how I was feeling um, and never really took into account that that might affect somebody else. Um, but yeah. yeah, like you just said, it is very important. Think about it. And my thing is now think about, it. is it going to help me? Probably not. Is it going to affect someone else? Yes, it probably is. So don't say it. Shut up, Dale. <laughs> 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 oh, so that's good mate well done like that you know what i mean like you put zoe's needs first and wanted her to have a great yeah. time um and it probably yeah. helped you as well by not you know venting about the stinky airbnb you can leave a one-star yeah. review and, and tell the rest of the world <laughs> <And just leave>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like you know and you're right about like we're not i feel like i'm not talking about not you know, you need to be able to communicate with your partner, obviously, and with other people. But yeah, that that wasn't the correct time. You know, Zoe and I do a date lunch on Thursdays, so I'll probably talk to her about it then. Yes. And then I've had time to get 
some perspective on it. The weekend's over. This is not ruining it for her. And we can just like have a conversation about it and be like, maybe this is what we do differently. Um, but yeah, by, by sort of delaying that need, um, gives me more time to process it as well. Like with this conversation so that then I will come back more with a more, more positive about it. And she yeah. will, and she will probably appreciate the fact, do you know what I mean? That you didn't share it at the time you thought about yeah. it and you've also yeah. spoken to me and you sort of, and to be honest, you've dealt with it yourself without making an issue or wrecking someone else's experience. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Oh, I think that's really nice, man. That's probably a nice sort of way to wrap it up. That yeah, we, we, I know we're talking a lot about anxiety today, but we also spoke about so many other things that uh, sometimes I think we just forget as humans the the impact our actions and words can have. And um, something as little throwaway to you may have a real big impact on somebody else. And um, yeah, if if you're in that situation and maybe just think about before you talk. And I know uh, that's something I try and do a lot more now because I I know um, young kids get foot and mouth syndrome um, or the disease. Or, <laughs> I used to have that permanently, I felt. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Well, I guess as like a, a high achieving person and the high expectations of yourself, you then would have those expectations of other people too. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. I don't know about high yeah, achieving, but <laughs> I don't mean high achieving. <laughs> I just don't want to be an asshole. I suppose, and I want to be a good person. So I think that's where it comes yeah. down, mate. Yeah. Awesome. All right, that was a good episode. Uh, very timely. I think the other reason we shared this as well is because as we move out of, you know, the pandemic, we're going to be do- having to do things again for the first time. And there might be these little moments of anxiety that, that come up and we're like, that's weird. Like I never used to get anxious doing this. And so hopefully this episode, listening to this has helped you with navigating that yourself if that comes up for you. Bang. Perfect. Guys, be be kind to yourself and others. I think that's probably the message that uh, really comes out of it for me today. Yeah. All right. Peace. Until next week. See you guys. Bye.